Millions of people around the world watched as the Twin Towers collapsed. The Pentagon burned, and as crews rushed to a smoldering Pennsylvania field on September 11, 2001. Those images were captured by brave photojournalists who put their own safety at risk as they saw it all happen through a camera's lens. Welcome to Reporting on 9-11, where we hear the emotional, true stories of local journalists who brought us news from the World Trade Center, the Pentagon, and Shanksville, Pennsylvania, two decades ago. I'm your host, David DeRoche. In this episode, we hear from veteran local TV news photographer, David Webb. He spent more than 40 years shooting video of news stories in Washington, D.C. and other cities around the world. September 11th, 2001, began like any other day. It was a Tuesday morning, and David was gathering his camera, tripod, and tapes at Washington's ABC affiliate, getting ready to meet up with reporter Sam Ford and get that day's assignment. But then, something on a nearby monitor caught his eye. What I saw on that screen was the first tower burning, which I didn't register as a live broadcast. I saw it as a movie. It just didn't hit me that it was actually happening. And I looked again, and I saw another plane hit the second tower. I said, what is this going on? So I called the desk upstairs, I remember that. And I said, is, what, what is going on in New York? And they said, you need to get Sam outside in the car and hit Reagan National Airport. Before we could even get in there, here comes security. I don't even remember how many, but there were more than one. And they assured us that we could not go in. We need to pack it up and get off the premises and it be evacuated as we speak. Okay. What is going on? So while we were packing up, Sam looked over, and I remember, because I was in my trunk, he said, "What? that's the Pentagon over there. And I said, yeah, that's right. But what he saw when he said that was this huge power of dark smoke, I mean, brilliant into the air. But it was death-defying. I said, that can't be the Pentagon. He said, yes, it is. I said, wow, uh, this is getting worse. David, Sam, and live truck operator Irene Johnson drove to a small strip of land across from the airport. He set up his camera, not knowing exactly what he was going to shoot. He just knew he had to be ready for anything. And we were getting uh, information, Sam was, that there were airlines still in the air, and you didn't know where they were going. And one, I was worried about that it was headed toward D.C., and it was might be headed toward the Capitol. So, he said, be, be sure you keep watch on the Capitol. We were an airline coming into the area, because at this point, everything was prohibited from emptying airspace after what happened in New York and the Pentagon. So, if you see anything flying around up there, like an airline or something, keep watch. Okay, and they were, again, they were fearful of it hitting the Capitol or the White House, but definitely the Capitol. So we were in eyeshot at that little spot on that landing, in the end of the landing strip at the Capitol. And we could still see the smoke coming out of the Pentagon. It just never stopped. 
we stayed at that spot all day long to watch what would happen. Then we got the word later on that that airline that was headed to D.C. went down in Pennsylvania. If that airliner was going to enter D.C. airspace that day, they put up a jet fighter that was going to intercept it and bring it down. They wouldn't have allowed it to hit the Capitol. And we did see it. We saw that jet fighter circling the area, and we knew that what that was. Despite all the chaos around him, David needed to stay calm. His responsibility was to capture the images of that day. He remembered the words of a fellow news photographer as he worked to keep his emotions in check. There was a photographer, I remember his name, Vince Cato. He used a term called distancing. And it means you are there involved in what's going on, but you are not going to let it affect what you're doing. You need to record all of this. You need to record as much as you can that you think is relevant or even stuff you don't know because it could be relevant later. But we need to really start shivering what your mind is seeing. You actually become part of that camera or the camera becomes part of you. I have to control that camera. If you see something, hold it. Let it work in front of you. And that's the hardest thing you do sometimes. And I say, okay, this is happening. Keep it there. Let it work for you. Okay, don't move the camera all over the place. Haphazard, chaotic. That's not going to work. Just get something, hold on it, and see what happens. Next, okay, that's done. Keep going. Okay, see what's going on around the corner. See what's going on up, down, whatever. But be disciplined in it. Yep, you can. Like, when they told us to evacuate, that meant I could not do exactly what I wanted to do, but I could do what I could keep, which was that crowd on the highway, which was real something. The Capitol, the smoke coming out of the Pentagon from where we were. Also, there's a water, there's the Potomac River right there also. And the anticipation was... Okay, this isn't stopping. There's other things that may happen yet in the city. So keep eye out on the river, on the capital, or whatever. That they, these people may not be done yet. And again, there were airlines still in the air, but they diverted them away. Now, you know, keep watching the skies. So keep that camera near you and ready to shoot something because it could be in a split second. And your mind is turning, it's working to do this. It was only after David got back to the station and handed his tapes off to a video editor that the enormity of what he just saw started to sink in. Emotionally, sometimes it gets to you. When you're working, you got to get it. But when you see it later, you know, you're done and you settle down and you can get yourself together. And then it really hits you about what was going on and what is happening. If you're a human being, of course, that's happened so many times. You know, people suffering, and to witness it is one thing. And to come back and see it later, and it, it does, it hits you differently. As from what you mean, you were there, you, you're smelling things, okay? You, you're feeling the air. And oiliness is that overwhelming. And, you know, you have to have some kind of defense mechanism to keep working. But when you leave, that defense mechanism is gone. And you're seeing it for what it is and the emotion involved. And, you know, you have nothing set up to uh, guard you or to, to block it. So it is, it's a different thing when you see it later as far as you're concerned. 
So what advice does David have for the younger generation of news photographers and reporters? He says to treat the job as a call to service and approach each story with the same commitment as he did on 9-11. The younger photographers need to understand what your duty is as a photographer, a news photographer, not just a photographer, a news journalist. You have a commitment to what you are doing, a strong commitment. And you should never forget it. You should never put that aside. Realize what you are having an opportunity, because not everybody has the, the opportunity to do what you're doing. And appreciate it, respect it, and give it all you got, as much as you can. And sometimes it's going to be difficult, and you should understand that. Sometimes you're going to get in situations that are not easy to deal with. That's a part of the job. Please remember that. Just, just keep it in your mind. This job is hard. It's hard. Enjoy your life when you're on vacation. <laughs> David Webb finally got his vacation when he retired in 2011, a decade after the September 11th attacks. In all, he spent 39 years covering the news in Washington, D.C. Thank you for listening to Reporting on 9-11. This episode was reported, written, edited, and produced by Ben Bogardis, a journalism professor at Quinnipiac University, and hosted by me, David DeRoche. I am director of community programming at the university. Special thanks for this episode go out to David Webb, Peggy Gilgannon, the Liebner Cooper Foundation, and Broadcast Education Association for helping fund this series, Quinnipiac University's School of Communications, and the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio, where this episode was recorded. For more stories from journalists who covered 9-11, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And also be sure to check out the other shows produced here at Quinnipiac University by going to quinnipiacpodcasts.com. <laughs>